Well, praise the Lord. Good day to you. Welcome to the broadcast. This is Pastor Curtis Hutchinson, and we are on our Friday morning broadcast, Cross Time with Pastor Curtis. We are presently looking at a topic entitled Jesus Our Way. Our example, rather. He is our example. He is our perfect example. There is no other example that we are to look to as Christians to see God's way, the place God's fruit can be bare. God can be glorified through no other avenue except through His Son, Jesus Christ, and a faith in the heart of man found in Jesus and what he did at Calvary. I'm glad to be with you today. Grab your Bibles. Let's get into Psalms chapter 25 today. It's where we will bring our text from and some other Old Covenant scriptures today because everything in the Old Covenant that used to be type and shadows no longer is. Now it has been brought right into the light of Jesus and his redemptive work in death on the cross of Calvary. And uh, let me say something about that. Some of our new viewers may not have heard me mention this before or given this illustration, but all throughout God's dealings with men, at least after the fall of man, which happened very quick in the Garden of Eden, but ever since that moment, the light that God offers, the light, the 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 way that God offers has always shined on Christ and what He would do at Calvary. Everything behind that from Genesis to Malachi was only a shadow of the good things that would come. It, they were never the very image. Remember, the, the shadows and types are not the image. The image makes the shadow and type. And the image, the Bible tells us in Hebrews 1 and 3 that Jesus is the express image of God. He is the, the brightness of God's glory, the express image of His person. And that person is revealed, the person of God is revealed in Christ at the cross. Everything before the cross was only a type and a shadow because the light of God only shines on Jesus, the Son of God, and what He would do as the Lamb of God on the cross of Calvary. That's the image God wants you to see. That's the image God wants you to never look away from. That's the image that you and I, the Bible says, in Philippians 3 and 10, are being made conformable to. And it's not a bloody, gory mess hanging on a tree, and it's not the tree. It's the one who died. He is the one that we're being made conformable to, but it is his death. It is the fruit that was manifest there. It was the, the, uh, the benefits that were manifest there, but it was that disposition in Christ. It was that Nature of the Lamb. I know a lot of people don't like, we're, we're so prone to not liking new statements uh, just because our, our, our favorite preacher hadn't said it. That's how we know we're following men and not the truth. Because John the Baptist saw Jesus coming one day and said, Behold, the Lamb of God 
that takes away the sin of the world. The who? The Lamb of God. Jesus is the Lamb of God. The meek, lowly Lamb of God. He is not an animal. He is not an animal lamb. He is the Son of God, God the Son, the Son of Man, who had the nature of God, the nature of a lamb, the nature of a Jesus is not an animal out there, an animal, a livestock lamb. His makeup was as a lamb. His nature was as a lamb. He always followed his father shepherd leading, his father's leading. His father was his shepherd while he walked on this earth. He was, he is our shepherd, but first he had to pass every test, never do a work that he didn't see his shepherd, his father doing, never speak a word he didn't hear his shepherd, his father speaking. He had to follow him so that we would have that new and living and perfect way to, to, to get to God and to be in relationship with God and, and, to, and to benefit from the blessings of God. So let us, just because we hear new phrases, don't let us run from them because, you know, I, I'm amazed at the people who say, well, I got to get on the phone and call this, this other preacher down here and make sure that this is right. Now, it, it, it's, you need to get in the Word of God. You need to get in the Word of God. That's how you always know that, that you're following men instead of the Holy Spirit who's going to speak truth to you. Again, let's, let's talk about this for a second this morning. John the Baptist said, Behold the Lamb of God that came to take away the sins of the world. What did God behold on Calvary's cross? He beheld a lamb being slain for the sins of his world. Yes, it was his son. It was his son. It was God the Son acting as the Son of Man, the Lamb of God, the nature of a lamb. We're the sheep of God's pasture. And he's trying to build us, conform us, transform us into that nature that his son has and is, the nature of a lamb. Hallelujah. Never forget that. I don't care that you've not ever heard that before. You, never, you didn't never hear the message of the cross till you heard somebody uh, beginning to uh, expound on that as, as far as it, your daily living, daily victory, and not just victory over sin, but the avenue of any grace from God. It's required for our faith to be in the cross of Christ. Well, we didn't know that. Most 90% or higher of the church today doesn't know that. That simple faith in the cross is the way of sanctification, the way to grow, and that they're not growing outside of faith in the cross. Uh, we didn't know those things, and we're like, wow, I, I never heard that. I, I, I don't, a lot of people have run from it, but you didn't. You, you said, I, I see it in the Word. I see it in the Word. Well, you know what? What I've said this morning is all in the Word. Peter wrote about that divine nature, the nature of God. What was the nature of God among men? The nature of a lowly, humble, and obedient lamb. 
The one who is the brightness and the splendor and the majesty of heaven is that one who was slain as a lamb, the Bible says in the book of Revelation, more than a couple, two or three times. The, the, the splendor, the glory, and the majesty of heaven is that one who was slain as a lamb. The songs in heaven are about that one who has been slain as a lamb. It's not even mentioned there, the resurrection. The, the, the praise and the worship is the, song, the words of the songs of praise and worship are about the one who was slain. As a lamb, that nature of a lamb, that lowly, humble, and obedient lamb of God being led to the slaughter. And no matter how it looked, it was for our good, our benefit, our everlasting salvation, a brand new universe, hallelujah, for those who have been born again, who trust in Christ Jesus. So let us never forget these things. And when we hear things we've never heard, get in, listen to what you're hearing. Let the Holy Spirit be the one who tells you this is true. Let the Holy Spirit be the one who guides you into this truth. I, let me make, give one more example of what I'm talking about. Uh, I, I have a good friend, uh, pastor in Wichita Falls, Texas, Pastor Colton Hill. And uh, two or three years ago, he made a post on social media and it was, I don't remember what it was. He posted and then uh, somebody came along and just crashed and bashed him. That's not right. And, blah, 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 blah. and so he said, well, I got it from Pastor. And he called another preacher's name. And when he did, the guy tuned back in and he said, oh, I, I get it now. Well, he didn't. He didn't get it then. He, he, that's how you know you're following men. Well, okay, if he said it, then yeah, I get No, you didn't get it. And we're, we are bad about following men, exalting men, saying I understand it now because he said it. No, my friend, truth can only be understood when we're hearing it from the Holy Spirit. Men, can't, men can declare the written truth of God, but men can't impart it. Men can't make me believe it. Men can only declare it, and I must hear beyond the man, any man. I must hear the one who is my shepherd, the one who said that I'm a sheep of his pasture and that I will hear his voice and that he knows me and that I will be found following him. He's my shepherd, Jesus Christ, my Lord. He is the truth. He is my way of truth. And he's the one I'm hearing. God forbid that I just hear others talk about him. I'm a sheep of his pasture and I need to be hearing from him, learning of him. I have a relationship with him. Yes, I have a relationship with my wife and, and people in our local church and people, a lot of people in a lot of places. But I've got to be hearing not just about him from others. I, if I'm not hearing from him, that's why when things get tough, I fall apart because I've only been hearing about him from others. I've got to know him for myself. And it's got to be according to the scriptures, not just how I feel and how I think. I, I was told yesterday of a lady who, I don't remember which loved one she lost, but it was somebody very 
near and dear to her and, and now she's got a little problem with Jesus. And, and I, can, I can understand that a little bit, being irritated and how God took your son or your spouse or, you know, and because God is in control of all things and the Christian knows that. And so I can understand how we can be a little disappointed, a little hurt, and, but then just to get mad and throw the towel in and walk away from God really ultimately means you didn't really know him like you thought you did and you weren't really walking with him like you should have been walking with him and you might have heard a lot about him from others, but see, it's different when you're hearing him. When you're hearing him and learning of him and following him, him and not just the crowd of people that today that that's a huge that's a huge deceitful and deceptive way just to find a, pe- a bunch of people who will agree with you and you're all moving the same way like a herd of cattle. Now let me tell you something. In this old world today, even among most of the church, if you're walking with the Lord Jesus Christ and you're following Him according to the Scriptures, you, you're not going to find a crowd anywhere. There's going to be a bit of here and a bit there and a bit there. You're not going to find a crowd anywhere. Now let me say that again this morning. You're not going to find a crowd anywhere, even among those that, that claim they're following Christ according to the Scriptures. When the truth of the Scriptures are revealed, that, uh, some people begin to get irritated and get mad. Why? Why do they get mad at the preacher? Just because he's reminding them what the Bible says and, the, and reality begins to set in and they realize, ah, uh, either he's wrong or I've been wrong and I really don't like to admit I'm wrong. Yeah, I know how we are, I, But the Bible is what we go by, not our feelings, not our emotions, not the crowd that's moving along. The Bible, and many times you're going to stand alone if you're following Christ. Your family is not going to understand why you chose Christ over and above and before them. Your, your, your friends that you've had all your life, are, are going to, they're not going to really be associated with you because you are following Christ and they're just following the, the music that they grew up with and the, and the memories that they grew up with. They're not really following Christ. If they think they are, they say they are, but when they have nothing to do with you, when you're always pointing them to the cross, but you see on social media they are all, they're all wrapped up together in, in the things of the past, they've not reached the point yet, if they're saved, to count all that dung and to move on for the sake of the excellency of the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we're going to get into some of this today. But I wanted to share that first. I didn't really even know I was going to. It's been in my heart but, but we've got to learn to hear from our shepherd. Not just men talking about our shepherd. We, we, we got folks sitting around talking about the same old thing, have been 20 years. And, and the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of truth, has come to guide us into all truth. That means more about our Jesus. That means more about the redemptive work and how it's provided and what is provided That's what we need to be hearing, my friend. All the topics in God's Word, they all end up at the cross or it wasn't the Holy Spirit guiding us. 
We need to understand that. The church is so far backslidden and out of the way today that just about any, anything you get up and say that's truth from the scriptures, people begin to roll their eyes. And it's not because they're, they're, they're confused about what they're hearing in God's word because he's not authored his word in any confusing way. He's not the author of confusion. The confusion comes in is when I really can't decide, I won't choose and I won't surrender simply the truth of God's word. I've got too many other things in my mind, my feelings, my emotions, what they said that I really value them, I really honor them. we got too much going on other than just to surrender to the truth of God's word in the person who is the truth and the work that he provided on Calvary's cross to get the truth into your heart, to give you the spirit of truth so that you could be led into all truth. And that right there, that's rare. You're not going to find that much in the church today. You will find it. It's out there, but it's not on every corner. It, it, that's rare. And I'm not talking about sinless perfection. I'm just talking about a people who, are, who, who take a greater delight in God's Word than they do anything else. Anything else. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's look today because we're talking about Jesus who is our example and we're going to be looking at some scriptures in the Old Covenant, how we follow in His footsteps. For He guides, He leads, and we follow. He's the shepherd, and we follow. By, by what? By hearing His voice. We hear His voice. His sheep hear His voice. John chapter 10. He knows us. We follow Him. He, he doesn't know everybody. At the, at the great white judgment, He will tell all of them, I never knew you. I never knew you. Because they were workers of iniquity. At the judgment seat of Christ, all Christians will be there because we are not workers of iniquity. We are the product and the fruit of His work on the cross. That's it. We won't be at the great white, at, at the great white throne judgment. And neither will we be at the judgment seat of Christ declaring what we did he, we, we're there because of our faith in what He did, not what we did. You know, Jesus taught that at the great white throne judgment, they'll be saying, didn't we do this in your name? You know, cast out devils, many good, wonderful works, uh, prophesied, and, 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 and all these things in your name. He says, I, I, I don't even know who you are, but I'll let you know who you are. You're, you're workers of iniquity, so now you've got to depart from me forever forever because they their faith wasn't in the cross of Christ. And many today even claim the cross. But that's really not what their faith is in. Their faith... And let me say this before we dig in this morning. It's a very important portion of Scripture, Exodus chapter 32. And anything and everything you read in the Old Covenant, the New Covenant says they're in samples for us. That means that doesn't mean just an example. An insample is a die, a stamp, a form. In other words, what happened then is going to happen again among even those of the new covenant. Get ready. In Exodus chapter 32 says that when Moses came down the mountain, that God in him and through him saw two objects of faith. Not three, four, five, just two. 
The altar was still there, but a golden calf had been built beside the altar. Two objects of faith now, the altar and the golden calf. Well, when God sees two objects of faith, He will always be asking for those who can hear. Who's on the Lord's side? Who's on the Lord's side? Who will come back to the Lord's side? Moses didn't say, who's on my side? This is Exodus 32. He said, who's on the Lord's side? Who will come back and walk with the Lord again? Who will come back and follow the Lord again? For two objects of faith mean you can't follow the Lord means you're not on the Lord's side. It eliminates you from walking with the Lord, following the Lord, because we can only follow the Lord, Jesus taught, if we deny ourselves of all the other objects of faith, take up that one cross and follow Him daily, daily. Glory to God. Let's look at this now. Psalms chapter 25 verse 4 this morning. Show me your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths. Lead me in thy truth and teach me. For you are the God of my salvation. On thee do I wait all the day. Now one thing I've noticed in Scripture that's a a way to study the Word of God is Start at the end of a particular portion and back your way through it because many times, if not all the time in Scripture, there is a process of progress. So if you look at that place of progress and then back up through the process, you'll see how you made it all the way in a progression to this place and the end of it is... On thee do I wait all the day. And and if you are a Christian who loves the Lord and who desires to walk with the Lord and you, you, you know that your mind is bombarded like mine is many times and under attack and you can't really blame the devil all the time. It's our own lustful flesh. Admit it and you'll be a whole lot better off. You keep blaming the devil for everything and you're never going to get away from your issue. You got to realize it's you, my friend. It's your lustful flesh. Yeah, the devil's involved. Yeah, the world's involved. Uh, All sorts of things are involved. But it's our lusting flesh that draws us away. Get that now. Get that now. You got to understand that. We're drawn away by our own lustful flesh, James wrote. So if we look at, so the question is, Lord, I want to keep my mind on you all day. I want my mind to be stayed on you all day. I want to be found waiting on you. That word means tied to, as together as if being twisted all up into one. That's what wait, that word wait means, like waiting on the Lord. It means to be all wrapped up as if you're twisted together as one. It, it, he's on your mind. You're looking for Him. You're, you're waiting for Him. Not just the rapture of the church, but you're, you're waiting on His direction. You're, you're hungry for His leading. Your eyes are on your shepherd and what He did to become your shepherd and your ear is open. Hallelujah. 
and you're listening for that instruction. You, you long for it. Look, that's the end of this process. Uh, uh, it's the end of this, this particular scriptures. Watch this now. Before that, he says, you're the God of my salvation. Uh, what Christ did for us at Calvary and our born-again experience has to be a part of our everyday life. Not just because I got saved, now I'm just loose to do whatever and use God's word however. No, no, I'm to be led by the spirit of truth into all truth. Watch now, I want to wait on you all day. Because you're the God of my salvation, that means I've got to be taught. I'm just backtracking. I hope you're following along. That means I've got to be taught by you. What, what am I going to be taught? That means I've got to be taught the truth so that you can lead me in the truth. So that, Keep backtracking so that I can see your path, learn, so that I can learn your paths because you're showing me your ways, not my ways. Remember, God's ways are higher, so much higher than ours. They're as high as the heavens are above the earth, the Lord says. So were his thoughts. So do you see the process of progress there? Is in, in, in this, in, and this is not just here. It's all throughout the Bible. God has this process of progress. That Paul, the apostle, learned that. That's why he said, I, man, I'm counting everything done. I'm talking about, he said, if we're going to sit around and boast about what we can accomplish and what we have accomplished in the flesh, I got more than all y'all to boast about. But I'm not here to boast about that. I'm here to tell you all that I'm counting all that dung. My ordinances, my licenses, my ability to do this, my national pride, born is this, a, a, a legal this, a fair, all the... I, all that is going out to the outhouse all for the sake of the excellency of the knowledge of Jesus Christ. Now I want to be learning of Him. I want to be hearing of Him. I want Him to show me His ways. I want Him to teach me His paths. I want Him to lead me in His truth. I want Him to teach me because He is the God, the Lord of my salvation. And it's on him that I'm waiting all day. Hallelujah. Let me say this and take a note here. In Titus chapter 2 the Bible says that the fruit, the manifestation, a part of the manifestation of one living by grace through faith is that grace has us looking for the appearing of our Lord and Savior. I'm expecting him to come today. I hope the Lord comes today. Let me say it again. I'm expecting him to come today. That's why I stay in this path that he set for me to share with you the truths of his word. And you're going to be hearing things. Let me tell you something. You're going to be hearing things you've never probably heard before. Don't run from it. It's going to be right here in the Bible. It's not been hidden from us. It's been hidden for us. And in these last few moments of this 
age that we're in, the Lord through Daniel told us that knowledge would be increasing. He wasn't referring to computers and, and cell phones. He was, he was referring to the knowledge that he wants you to be receiving, the knowledge he wants to be giving you, the knowledge of his truth so that he can show you his ways and teach you his path. Hallelujah. Come on now, somebody, this morning. This is good stuff. And, the, and, and, and I'm going to read some more scriptures that are in here in the Old Covenant, but I want you to see this again. Watch the process of progress in this portion of scripture. Show me your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths. Lead me in your truth. For you are the God of my salvation. That's all tied together. These are not separate things. On thee do I wait all the day. The ways of the Lord, the paths of the Lord, the truth of the Lord, the salvation of the Lord, all that culminates and has one common denominator in place in view in God's view, and he's trying to get it to become our view. And that's Jesus Christ and him crucified. That's what he's trying to get you and me to see daily. His, his beautiful, wondrous masterpiece that he spoke every word through he's ever spoken. That he's done every work through that he will ever work among men. It was all in and through the Lord Jesus Christ and His finished and perfect work on Calvary's cross. You need to understand that. The Lord Himself walks in light. 1 John 1, 7. If we walk in the light as He is in the light, He is our light, the light of our salvation. He is our light, but that light that He is unto us is His righteousness. I'm glad you want to see it in scriptures. Let, let's go look at it right now. How about Psalm 37, 6? I've been quoting this a few times in the messages, but you need to look at it with your eyes. You need to see it. Look at what the Bible says. And he shall bring forth thy, your righteousness as the light and your judgment as the noonday. Remember, our judgment, if it's the judgment of God, is righteous judgment. It's not condemning judgment. It's not outward appearance judgment. It's righteous judgment. We are to judge everything. And whether you knew it or not, you already are. But you need to learn how to make righteous judgments. That's the only judgment that God makes is righteous judgments. How do I know? Because His words are His judgments. And all of His words are in righteousness. Proverbs 8 and 8. It would do you wonders to write that down and simply go look at it and believe it. Every word God has ever spoken is in righteousness. Are you hearing that today? Are you seeing that in your Bibles? 
All the words of my mouth, God says, are in righteousness. Now notice, that's Proverbs 8 and 8. We don't teach this near enough, and I know some of you have heard it, but I, you need to be hearing it and hearing it and hearing it. And all the words of God's mouth, every word in your Bible is in righteousness. And His righteousness, Romans 1, 16 and 17, is only revealed in the gospel. Get that now. And the gospel becomes the light. The gospel is the truth. The gospel is that by which we see. Get this now. Every word God has ever spoken is in righteousness. His righteousness is only revealed in the gospel. And His righteousness is as our light. Now get this, watch it all come together now and make so a marvelous picture your shepherd will show you this morning. Thy word, O Lord, Psalms 119 and 105. Again, you know it, you learned it as a kid more than likely. Thy word, O Lord, is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Why? How? Because Jesus is the living Word who laid down His life at Calvary, the one who knew no sin, but became our sin-bearing offering that you and I might be made the righteousness of God in Him. 2 Corinthians 5, 20 and 21. Read it. Write it down. Take notes this morning. You need to know these things. Oh, yes, you need to know these things. Hallelujah. It helps you hear your master. It helps understand. We are taught to study, to study, to show ourselves approved unto God, not men. He will show himself as our witness if we study to show ourselves approved unto God. We already have been approved by the blood of Jesus, but God says study to show yourself approved. Study so you'll see just how approved you are through that blood of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Now watch this now. Thy word, O Lord, is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. A light to my path because my path that you lead me in is a righteous path. It's the only path God leads in. I want you to know that. It's the only path the Lord will lead you in. Let's read some more scriptures this morning. See how it all comes, culminates at the cross, all culminates at the gospel because the righteousness of God was only declared and offered through the sacrifice of Christ. Write it down, Romans chapter 3, verses 25 and 26. Write it down, please, and look at it later. This is your Bible study with me. These things the Lord is offering you is for your later Bible study for the real true in-depth and real true impartation that He will give you later when you take these scriptures and look at them again and ask Him to show you what you need to see and you will be amazed at what He does. He only guides us in the paths of righteousness. Psalms 23 and 3, that's where He restores our soul daily, hallelujah, as we follow Him. But notice this. 
Our righteousness is as our light. And let me get back to this. The righteousness of God is only offered, declared, and offered, declared, and offered through the death of Jesus. The moment you first believed, you became righteous in Christ. Daily, as you keep and maintain your faith, in the death of Jesus, that declaration of God's righteousness, will you bear out the fruits of His righteousness? Hallelujah. No other avenue will... You trying to be good and polite and have good manners? Well, praise God, I hope you are. But that don't mean it's the fruit of the Holy Spirit. The fruit of the Holy Spirit is the, is, is the fruit of your faith in the cross. I need to say that again. The fruit of the Holy Spirit will always be... the the result of your faith in the cross of Jesus Christ. Because if there's two objects of faith, God's simply asking who's on the Lord's side. Who's, or when are you going to come back and walk with me? Why do you think that hand, that knock on the door in Revelation chapter 3 verse 20, that's not to a lost world, that's to a backslidden church who's got Jesus on the outside but wanting back on the inside. And they need to wake up and recognize that scar that's on the hand, that nail scar that's on that hand that's doing the knocking. They, 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 they've eliminated him. They're not in fellowship with him even though they think they are because their faith is no longer in the cross alone. Listen, who's on the Lord's side? You might be being asked that today or have you been led astray through the government of 12, the purpose driven, the a walk of Emmaus, the, this program, this event, this preacher, that conference, this anything... More than one object of faith, you're gonna, if you're hearing the Lord, He's going to be asking you, when are you going to come back and walk with me? I only lead and walk myself in the path of righteousness, for it is our light. Remember Psalms 37 and 6. I hope instead of you just saying, well, I don't know about that. I don't know. I ain't never heard this. Write it down. Go look at it. The, the, those are the people who, are, who, who really, listen, those are the people who are going to press in and have the light they need in these last days. The people who have their mind stayed on him who really want to be tough. See, God knows whether we're just saying words because of our feelings or emotions, or He, he sees the, real, the heart that really wants to be led by Him, the heart that really wants truth, the heart that really wants to be more like Him. He, he hears all the things being said, but He also knows there's a lot of declarations being made that's not true heartfelt desires. We need to know that. The, it, why, why do you think out of all the people that have heard the message of the cross and, 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 and many of them heard it many times as the way of sanctification, why do you think that they're not receiving it yet? Some of them never will. Why? Well, let me give you one scripture in Psalms 25, 14. It's pretty plain and simple. The secret of the Lord is with them that fear Him. And He shows them His covenant. They're the ones preaching the covenant. 
which is the blood of Jesus, the cross of Christ. They're preaching it for the salvation of lost souls. They're preaching it for the sanctification of saved souls. They're preaching it for every aspect and avenue and for all of the grace of God to be able to flow in and through our lives as Christians. The secret of the Lord is with them that fear Him. That means value Him more than themselves. Value what He honors more than what men honor. That's a scary one right there. Jesus taught that. Jesus taught, how can you believe on me? If you're honoring the things that men honor, if you desire the honor of men instead of the honor of God. If we're following the crowd instead of the word of truth, how can we believe? How can we see what's right? How can we grow? That's what Jesus taught. He was telling them that's why you can't believe. That's why these folks today can't become determined to know nothing other than Christ and Him crucified because They've not surrendered to this one way that God honors. And I know what it's like. I've been there. And some are in the process of coming out of all that, just like Paul was and we were. And, and, and some will reach that place where they become determined not to hear anything, to know anything other than Christ and Him crucified. But there's others, and we might as well say it this morning, they don't fear God. Because the secret of the Lord is with them that fear Him. And He is showing them His covenant. That's scripture. That's truth. So when we try to throw our two cents in and start saying, Well, you know, brother. No. We j that's, that's the proof that we're just not surrendered to the truth. The secret of the Lord is with them, a group of people. We don't like that word either. Well, they got their group. We got our group. No. The secret of the Lord is with those that fear Him. And He shows them. See, the world don't like it. Most of the church don't like that either. He shows them His covenant. So there's something about fearing Him. And you look the word up, it's going to be a reverential fear. It's what you see everywhere you look. And it is right. But within that word reverential fear within that word revere reverential is the word revere and when you see what revere means it means you're placing a value on something you're revering that somebody walks in a room with a gun starts shooting you place a value on that and your life and you get on the floor or you run or you do you're moved by it and when we begin only when we begin to look back at Calvary can we begin to experience the proper value that God has to is to us and should we should be growing in that daily. Only as you look at Calvary, only as you begin to learn the Word of God in the context of its true light, which is righteousness. The righteousness of Jesus Christ, which is what was declared and offered only through. The cross, His death, that's it. Nowhere else, nowhere outside of that. You need to understand that. Most of the, what's called Christianity or the church today would disagree with this. But it's, I'm not being ugly, but it's because they've been deceived and people who won't go the way of the cross 
are only going the way of the flesh. And preachers who don't preach the cross are preaching themselves even though it's deceitful and deceptive and they don't know it. But ignorance is not an excuse. Can I get a witness? Ignorance is no excuse. We're either preaching the Word of God in the context that it's written in, which is righteousness. If God's Word is our light for the path and 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 all his words are in the context of that path, which is righteousness. And the cross is the only avenue to see that righteousness and to receive that righteousness and to bear forth the fruits of that righteousness. Then, my friends, we need to become more determined each day to know nothing other. Nothing other. It's God. I don't know who. We get all puffed up high and mighty thinking that, well, you know, especially the younger generation. But well, they want their own name to be exalted. They want their own way. They come along and they just change every. They try to change everything. But this old path, it, God's not going to walk with anybody who's not walking on this old path. It's righteousness. You understand that? Watch another scripture here in Psalms twenty-seven, eleven. Teach me your way, O Lord, and lead me in a plain path. Because of my enemies. Lead me in a plain path. That word means straight. No confusion. <laughs> Let's see it. Straight ahead. The path of righteousness. It has no exits. It only has a finish line. The devil throws up exit signs, but they're not of God. God only has a finish line, not an exit ramp. That's all fleshly, carnal, quitting, means faith not working because faith never quits. Faith never quits. Faith always works. It can't fail because it works by love. Galatians 5, 6. Let me read it again. Teach me thy way, O Lord, and lead me in a plain path because of my enemies. That's Psalms 27, 11. Now watch as we bring a more better view of what this path is. Again here in Psalms 5 and 8. Lead me, O Lord, in thy righteousness. It is the plain path, the straight path. Lead me in thy righteousness because of my enemies. Where are the enemies put to shame? Where were the enemies in all principalities and powers put to an open shame? Colossians 2, 14 through 16. At the cross. At the cross where righteousness was declared, the door was opened that whosoever shall believe upon him shall be made the righteousness of God in him, hallelujah, and bear forth its fruit as long as they walk with him in that light because God really, again, to confirm what I said earlier, the light of God has always shined on the cross. Behind the cross was types and shadows, not the very image, Hebrews 10 and 1. Not the very image, but shadows of the image, which was Christ and Him crucified. Get that now. It was the light. It takes light to make shadows. And it took Christ the light to die on Calvary's cross and that's what every prophet, every psalm, every word, the prophets, the law and the psalms, Jesus said were all written concerning Him. Luke 24, 44 through 46. Write these things down. Have your own Bible study. 
later with these scriptures you're hearing today and watch what your shepherd will do for you and guide you into. It will be amazing. So watch this now. Again, Psalms 5 and 8. Lead me, O Lord, in your righteousness. That's only faith in the cross. That's the only place it's offered, seen, entered into. Its fruit is bare. Not just because we got saved and now we're righteous in Christ and any good thing we can do, we call it the righteous fruit of the cross. There's evil people that are doing good things today. It takes faith in, the cro- faith in the cross today for the Holy Spirit to have a legal ground to work and move in and produce the fruit of <coughs> the cross in our lives. Watch this now. Lead me, O Lord, in your righteousness because of my enemies. Mm. Make your way straight before my face. There's that, where that word plain comes in that we read in Psalms 27 11. That straight place, that straight way. That, it doesn't mean plain like we <coughs> use the word, but it could to some degree. It's plain. It's straight. There's no bends and crooks and and there's no whys and, well, I don't know which way to go here. (coughs) I'm confused. No, it's straight. It's all the way to the finish line. It's Christ and Him crucified. And everything in the Bible is going to be a lamp to your feet and a light to that path. God set you in, restored you in the path of righteousness, the way of the cross, the way of righteousness. Let's continue. Proverbs 8 and 20. The Lord says, I lead in the way of righteousness in the midst of the paths of judgment. He doesn't lead anywhere else. He doesn't lead anywhere else. I lead in the way of the cross. That's the way of righteousness. You can't say it's not. The way of the cross is the way of righteousness. The righteousness of God was declared. Let's just read it today. Uh, Romans 3, I quote it all the time. Let's go there and quote it and look at it with our eyes. Romans chapter 3, verse 25. Whom God has set forth to be a propitiation through faith in His blood to declare His righteousness for the remission of sins that are passed through the forbearance of God. Here it comes again. Watch again the next verse, 26. To declare, I say, said that in the last verse, to declare, I say, at this time, His righteousness, His righteousness, that He might be just and the justifier of him which believes in Jesus. Where is boasting then? <laughs> there is, if we're boasting in anything but the cross, we're boasting in ourselves. If we're preaching God's word outside of the context of the cross, we're preaching ourselves. How many services are millions of Christians setting in daily, especially we every weekend, listening to what they need to leave that service? And if they do this and do that, I heard I heard a young preacher recently telling people if they want to grow, how they can grow spiritually in 2022 is by buying these three books and he showed all three of them what the name of them were. They weren't even spiritual books. They were books on how to change your habits. 
three books that you're supposed to read about how to ch- you are going to learn to change your hat. You're go- you're the changer, and you're going to change your habits. And this is a preacher now. This is a preacher. Another ministry in Nashville, Tennessee, on their website says what the Bible is not. The first thing listed says is not the Word of God. Now these are play, this is in our no, this is in our world today. The church in our world today. We've got homosexuals in pulpits. We we man, there, there's nothing that's not out there. There are ministers who are drinking and uh, smoking dope and thinking uh, deceived and saying that helps them and 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 all these uh, unscriptural, sinful, fleshly and carnal ways of man. Not not the truth. Because, listen, the truth always portrays righteousness. If I'm I'm hearing the truth... Now, I'm not talking about if somebody's reading it to me. If I am actually spiritually hearing the truth, I'm seeing righteousness. Let's look at it in our Bibles, Proverbs 12 and 17. Let's turn there this morning. Let's let our eyes behold these wonderful truths this morning for those who have ears to hear, those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. The promises that will be filled, but there's a prerequisite of us hungering and thirsting for righteousness. There's a prerequisite for our seeing it and being filled with his righteousness. Watch what it is in Proverbs 12 and 17. He that speaks truth shows forth righteousness, but a false witness deceit. There's two things that are contrary to each other here. One of them is is the person who's hearing truth and seeing righteousness, seeing the fruit of Calvary. Because the truth is Jesus Christ in Him crucified. I don't care how you twist it and turn it. It's always Jesus Christ in Him crucified. Any truths in the Word, if they're not in the context of Jesus Christ in Him crucified, here's how we know. Are we seeing righteousness? If we Listen. If we're not seeing righteousness, then we've heard something deceitful. And we've heard a false witness. It's right here. See, the knowledge of God has always been here. No additions, no subtractions from the Word. But as we look through the cross, the Holy Spirit is legally allowed to show us truths that we've not yet known and guide us into them. But the path is a path of righteousness. Nobody is growing that's not being led on the path of righteousness. I've heard ministers say that you can still grow if your face not in the cross. They don't know what they're talking about. They don't know the scriptures even though they claim they might. You cannot grow scripturally. You cannot grow spiritually at the leading and the strengthening and the guiding and the equipping and the uh, growing process of the Holy Spirit if your faith is not in the cross. can't happen. I don't care what experience you look back to and claim you had. It's unscriptural. 
We don't grow by experience. We don't grow by emotions and feelings. We grow as we hear truth. Righteousness is seen and He guides us into all truth which is being led on the path of His righteousness. And we're getting close to having to close today so let me get back to our and I hope I've got this Proverbs, uh, Psalms rather, and I want to go there today. Psalms 85, verses 10 through 13, and then we're going to have to quit. We've got about five minutes left. Psalms 85, verse 10. Watch the, oh, this is so wonderful, beautiful, and powerful. Mercy and truth, Psalms 85 and 10. Mercy and truth are met together. That was at the cross, by the way. Righteousness and peace have kissed each other. That word kissed means a fire was kindled. It doesn't mean kiss like what we think about kiss, although when a man and a woman kisses, it's because there's a little fire kindling in their flesh for each other. You, you understand? But that is what the word means, and I hope you look these things up to see that I'm not steering you wrong. When, when uh, righteousness and peace kissed each other, that was at the cross. That's where they were, all these things were united in Christ in His death and offered there to all. And daily can be experienced if that is where our faith is. But that word kissed means a fire kindled, a kindled fire. So this proves that when our faith is actually from the heart in we're believing unto righteousness again today because all God's words are in righteousness. We used Romans 10.10 10 as an uh, initial born again experience scripture and rightly so, but it's every day of our lives. All God's words are in righteousness. That means, that means if our heart's going to believe under the righteousness of God, it, we're going to have to hear truth in its righteous context to be on the path God leads on. Righteousness and peace kissed each other. That's where the fire of God was kindled. Even when it was seen in its type and shadow form back on Mount Carmel with Elijah when he set that altar up and rebuked and made fun of and mocked all the prophets of Baal and the fire of God fell on that sacrifice, God's approval, God's confirmation. Same thing happens in the heart of man when he believes with the heart unto righteousness, meaning unto the cross of Christ, meaning the words of God, the written word of God in that context. The fire of God burns in the heart of man. Watch now though, truth shall spring out of the earth and righteousness shall look down from heaven. You just can't get away from righteousness. And let me add this right now because we're almost out of time. I told a young man Wednesday night after service something, and I'm going to tell you today also. When you begin to understand righteousness as it pertains to the cross and the cross as it pertains to righteousness and how they cannot be separated, what Jesus did in His death on the cross is the only thing that offers anyone any kind of status of righteousness at all and any of the benefits of righteousness at all. When you begin to see that, it will unlock, it will unlock 
a greater light of the scriptures because righteousness is as our light and God's word is our light. When you begin to see these things, when you begin to study God's word in its righteous context, knowing that you can never look away from Calvary, you're going to be led by the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of truth into, into, into the truth like you never ever thought possible. It's a promise. It's a guarantee. Watch now verse 12 of Psalms 25. Yea, the Lord shall give that which is good, and our land shall yield her increase. Righteousness shall go before him, our Lord. Righteousness went before him. He walked the path of righteousness. Every word spoken, every step took, every action made, every, everything. Righteousness, watch. Righteousness shall go before him. Remember this old covenant prophesying of Jesus. Righteousness shall go before him and shall set us in the way of his steps. Righteousness has set us in the way, the righteous way of his righteous steps. I really hope that the Lord has been able to reach into your heart today and place these powerful truths, at least a portion of something you heard today that has turned the light on for you, that will allow you to hear Him, not just others talking about Him, but allow you to begin to hear Him like never before because in the days ahead, my friend, you and I are going to see some things as long as the Lord tarries that, that there's not only an increase of the knowledge of the truth of God's Word being offered by the Lord today, but there's also an increase of horrors and black death and darkness that has invaded the entirety of the world. And there will not be a Christian who will be, a, not even a Christian who will be able to stand if they're not standing in this path of righteousness. They will be, we will be confused. We will, we will not only be disappointed, which is okay to be disappointed, but we won't know the way to keep that disappointment from turning into discouragement and oppression and depression. And if we're not careful, if we don't know the truth, we're not walking in the truth, our hearts will fail us. Instead of pressing on by looking unto Jesus and what He did at Calvary, we will grow weary and faint and many will fall away. Many will quit. Today's the day of your salvation. Again today, my friend, you may have already been a Christian for years. You may have already been saved, but the Lord's trying to save you from you today, from going a wrong way, from ever taking a wrong turn. Stay on this straight and narrow. We've gone over our time. Forgive me. I know we have busy lives, a lot going on today. And I just praise God for the few min minutes that you've given me to be able to share these wonderful life-altering, life-changing scriptures to you today. God bless you. Don't stop praying for us. We're praying, believing God for you and all the things that God's will calls for your life, we believe in to see Him. If God stirs your heart to sow into this ministry, then you're going to be helping us 
share just what we've shared this morning. If you don't like it, you don't believe in it, then go find somebody else that you're going to anyway. But if you believe that this is the truth, it is the answer, and God stirs your heart to be a part of this ministry, even from far away, then you can do that by sowing good seed in, into good ground at the website, thecrosswaychurch.com, or you can simply text the word GIVE to the number 903-231-5950. Again, you can text the word GIVE, it's the easiest way, to the number 903-231-5950. We don't need the finances as much as you need to be given. We don't need the finances near like you need to be given into good ground. God bless you. Until I see you next time, stay determined to know absolutely nothing but Christ and Him crucified. We'll see you then.